Welcome to the Legalpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Sager, founder and CEO of Legalpreneur Inc. As a serial entrepreneur and someone that works exclusively with small business owners legally protecting their business, I'm dedicated to covering common legal issues faced by business owners, providing you with the business knowledge you need to catapult your business's growth and showing you just how some of the world's most elite entrepreneurs have handled these legal and business issues themselves. In true attorney fashion, the information in this episode is not legal advice. This is for informational purposes only, and you should always consult with your attorney before implementing any of the information in the show. Hi, welcome back. Today, I am joined by Dina Greenbaum. She is the host of the podcast Too Old for TikTok. Y'all know that I am a huge fan of TikTok, so I'm really, really excited to have her here. Dina, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking all things TikTok. So this is very exciting. Yes. Well, please give me your background. I want to hear how you got to love talking all things TikTok and how you got started on TikTok. Sure. So I went to film school. So I was always interested in content, media. I work in the film and TV industry. And I actually, one of my good friends, sister was in college. I'm, I'm 34, so her sister's a lot younger and showed me TikTok. This was in 2019. And I went home and I scrolled on the app for four hours. I'm not sure. It was three in the morning. And I was like, this is the future of media. This is the best content I've seen. I really didn't hop on board to Instagram. I've like never posted on my personal (laughs) Instagram. I just use it to stop people. And I was just not a big social media person, but I was like, there's something here. And I would tell my friends, I was like, you have to check out this TikTok app. And they're like, you were too old for that. This is your, you know, you're 34 or I was you know, 33 at the time or whatever. And I was like, no, it's not just dancing teenagers. And I would give the same spiel over and over again and say, like, it's more than just dancing teenagers on the app. Like you could learn stuff. I laugh. I cry. It's the best way to enjoy Mm -hmm. content. So I eventually convinced my friend uh, Melissa to get on TikTok. She also became obsessed. And then we created the podcast Too Old for TikTok, basically, because we were just then trying to convince all our friends to join. And then the pandemic happened. And it seemed like everyone joined because people were looking for things to do. And now it is what it is today. And uh, that's kind of how the the podcast started. I love that. And so what is your favorite kind of content to create? Basically, I created a, an account called Elite TikTok News based on a New York Times article that I read by Taylor Lorenz. She's great on TikTok. She writes, she's kind of on the TikTok beat. Yes. So her article about Elite TikTok is about, it's basically kids in high school would pretend to be brands. So you'd have an account that was like Burlington Coat Factory, but it wasn't actually the brand. It was Burlington Cove and they would interact with like fake Costco or fake Skittles. <laughs> and then there'd be fake people trying to be colors or, or states even. So I thought this is it. Like there's so many kids doing this. There's no one aggregating this information. So as a test to myself, I said, can I create a you know TikTok account that reports the news on these accounts? So it was elite TikTok news. And within a few months, I got shot up to like 50,000 followers. That's awesome. And that just grew my love for TikTok more because I was kind of just testing the algorithm and testing what worked, what didn't work. I have a personal account as well. I do a lot of New York City content and 
basically, you know, kind of just not day in the life, but just things I see in New York. A lot of my For You page is very New York heavy, the food scene, the restaurant scene there. And then, you know, and the podcast has been my main source of uh, love for, for creating. I love that. Tell me about your background a little bit more from film school. What it, like what was your career like? Sure, yeah. So I studied production and I would create content, but I was always more interested on the business side. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I went and I got my MBA at Columbia and I've always nice. been uh, kind of the, the business and physical production side of, of TV and film. But I feel like uh, the podcast and TikTok kind of creates that void I've had where I didn't feel creative Mm -hmm. um, because I was on the business side and that kind of like fills that. Well, no, I get that a hundred percent because same with me. It's like, you're a lawyer. Like you're supposed to just like Mm -hmm. be locked in an office all day. And I'm like, no, like actually I make my own rules and I get to create as much as I want and then just kind of like do as much business as I want, but I have more fun creating. And so I totally get that. It's been funny seeing the transition from not even clients, but I think the general public realizing mm-hmm. that, hey, not all lawyers are in this buttoned up three piece suit. They can be because I remember my first like the first version of my website I had on there something about just working at home in my pajamas. And I just like that's just who I am. I'm like when I got fired, I told you that I got fired. And I threw away all my suits. I was like, I'm never mm-hmm. wearing another suit again. I, I mean, now I, I love blazers, but I threw them all away. And I was like, I just want to sit at home and work in my pajamas. So many people were like, I just love how you work at home in your pajamas. I'm like, <laughs> I didn't really think anything of it. Like, that's just me. Right. And so I love like for you, I know that's just like, uh, yes, I love business, but also like, I love to create, like, this is my mm-hmm. creative outlet. This is my spirit. This is who I am. So <laughs> I totally get that. As a quick reminder, the legal book is coming out at the end of this month. I am so excited. It's been a labor of love and legal the business owner's guide to legally protecting your business will finally be in your hands. If you have not already pre-ordered your copy, get to it now. The actual price of the hardcover book will be more than the pre-sale price. And if you are getting in on the pre-sale price, you actually get over $2,000 in bonuses. So run, don't walk, go get the Legalpreneur book right now while it's still on pre-order. So when did you initially start posting on TikTok? And do you have multiple accounts, right? I do. Yeah. So my first, the first night that my, my friend's sister showed me TikTok and I was on it for like four hours, I have a turtle. I've had the same turtle since I was six years old. And I was like, I'm very camera shy. So I was like, maybe I, you know, I'll do something with the turtle. So I posted a video, you know, and it got you know, 400 views. But to me, I was like, that's a lot of people are watching this. People are commenting. I was like, this is so fun. It was like a very silly yeah. video. So that is kind of the first step. And then after watching, and this is advice I give to creators all the time, if you want to be successful, just watch other successful creators mm-hmm. and put your own spin on what they're doing because you want to show your personality. But, you know, if it's not broken, you know, don't fix it. So watch other successful creators and see what's happening. And that's what I did. The more I started consuming and kind of got it down the rhythm. And I said, you know, that's when I got the idea for the TikTok account and other things just started working. And 
who are your favorite creators to follow to not copy the work, but to get ideas for trends or, you know, what's really working on TikTok? Yeah, I follow a lot of millennial accounts. It's just kind of, you know, my age group. So Rod is a huge creator. Yes. And he shot up. I remember seeing his first videos and then he really just took it and ran with it. Mm-hmm. David Michael Burke, like he is one of the funniest people on TikTok. We interviewed him That's and awesome. his comedy is is top notch. We also interviewed Davis Burleson. He's mm-hmm. younger. He's definitely uh, Gen Z. But he shot up to fame on TikTok and created the show What's Poppin'. And I, it's so entertaining. He just goes around, interviews people in Washington Square Park. Mm-hmm. And he's so good at it. It's like Billy on the Street, but for kind of Gen Z. Yeah. So I follow, you know, an array of creators. It's mostly comedy. That's kind of what I gravitate because I want to be laughing. You know, there's enough bad things in the world that I go to TikTok to kind of find my, my peace and get some smiles and laughs. But yeah, if you look at kind of the creators we've interviewed on Too Old for TikTok, you kind of could see what we like to watch because yeah. anyone who we've interviewed, we love watching their yeah. content. Do you know who Coco Moco is? I don't actually. Oh, you should follow her. I love her. She So she starts all her videos. Basically, she's made her career off predicting successful trends or like the next big thing. And oh, so cool. right now, she's probably my favorite person to watch as far as what's like what's next, like what's going to be working. So you should definitely check her out. She's great. Yeah. Thank you. I will. Yeah. I, and just like you, I remember, so I used to always watch TikTok when I was married and it definitely, I mean, time is just like so different now. I'm trying to think back when I first started watching TikTok, it had to be 2018 and then mm-hmm. 2019. But when I left my ex-husband, when we separated, that's when I really, really got deep into TikTok. And that's actually when I really started taking TikTok serious. And so it was the mm-hmm. towards the end of 2020. And I remember starting to get those notifications from TikTok, like, hey, have you been scrolling too long? And I was oh, like, yeah. leave me alone. <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> Did you notice they have a new woman now who pops yes. up? And I was like, oh, what? you know, I that we've been on the app so long now they need new people that we can actually hate because anyone who tells me to stop scrolling, I'm like automatically like, I hate you. Don't do this to me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I'm curious, have you been part of the creator fund? Have you been part of the creator marketplace? I'm curious if you've been on that side of TikTok. Yeah, for the elite TikTok account, I was in the creator fund. I, I stopped posting on that account because that side of TikTok kind of mm. is dissipated, which is also a tip to any creators is, you know, create something that will last a while and you could kind of mold and grow. And then the podcast kind of took over. So instead of creating more on TikTok, I used the podcast as a way to, you know, be in the TikTok world. Mm-hmm. But we've talked to, you know, so many creators who are in the creator fund and and in the, you know, do the creator marketplace. And I think it, what's funny is originally the people did not want to join the creator fund because they thought their views would go down. Yeah. I don't think there's any proof of that. I have no idea if that's true or not, but, you know, so who knows. But I think TikTok does need to catch up to things like YouTube for just paying yeah. creators more. Way more. Yeah. And time and time again, I think that's going to be TikTok's biggest issue is really trying to keep up with the other platforms in terms of keeping their creators happy and on. And and they're doing that, you know, 
I'd be interested to hear, are you in the creator fund for your account? I used to be. Well, I think I had. So the most I made, I think, was like $50 in a month. And I, of course, we heard all the rumors like, oh, it's affecting views, this and that. Mm -hmm. And so, and I've I've never, ever, ever been one to be like, oh, I'm shadow banned or Mm -hmm. shadow banned. I'm like, no, like, I just don't think that's a thing. Like, yes, you might get suspended, but shadow banned, like, that's, to me, it's not a thing. And, but I tested it and I remember, um, I was like, I'm just going to test it, see what happens. And then I, I don't, I don't remember the results. I just never turned it back on. Cause I was like, I don't care about, <laughs> about right. getting six cents a day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a hit. So I just never turned it back on, but yeah, the, I mean, I guess people are still making money. I, but I just remember reading a lot of, I don't want to say negativity, but a lot of people were not happy with mm-hmm. how much they were making compared to youtube like youtube mm-hmm. is killing it and actually you know who lewis houses he's the school of greatness he has the podcast oh lewis yes i do i, I do yeah so he i talked to him in october he came to our master the mastermind that i'm in he came and talked to us and he basically he was like youtube will not lose youtube cannot lose and like literally from that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I really do have to start posting on YouTube because I, I never really had a YouTube channel. I had one, I created one many, a couple of years ago. And to see those videos, Dina, those will make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> that was like my Andrea Sager law account, which there's a couple of videos. And I thought I was going to delete them, but I was like, no, this is going to be great memories years from now oh, to, yeah. for people to go back and be like, look at her first video. <laughs> so I just <laughs> left them there. But now we have our legalpreneur account, which we're picking up. But I remember Lewis just, he started with a lot of courses and courses and masterminds. And he was making multiple seven figures and turned it all away. And because his goal is to impact a hundred million people a week. And so he's really doubling down on his podcast and doubling down on YouTube. He said for many years, he didn't know that all you had to do was touch a button to monetize YouTube. And he was like, literally overnight, I was making several hundred thousand dollars a month. Wow. Yes. Amazing that he pretty much lost out on that. Yes. Money. <laughs> yes. Too funny. He, he was like, he was like, literally overnight, I would brought in a, another income stream of, I think it was like 200 or $250,000. And he was like, I, it makes me sick to think about how much I left that behind. He's like, but it's okay. And, but now he, what he's doing is record the podcast. Now they're obviously like posting bits and clips on YouTube to have more content, but they're also translating it into other languages. So they're hiring voice actors. And he explained all that to us. And I just thought that was really cool how his goal is to impact a hundred million people per week to be great. That's amazing. Yeah. And that kind of reminds me of Kwame on TikTok. Do you know who Kwame is? I don't know. if He's a guy I, and I, maybe I and- haven't his TikToks kind of transcend language. So mm, there's no, no translation needed, but basically he just reacts to dumb TikTok, dumb people on TikTok, dumb things he sees. And he just goes like, he does a little shrug <laughs> and his reactions got so popular and he, he doesn't speak at all. So you could be in any country and understand what's going on. And I think I read some article that in his creator fund, like he says he gets millions upon millions of views. Like he's actually done really well. But he's parlayed that into something, you know, some a great career. And now he's probably on YouTube. But uh, yeah, it's so smart to just kind of come up with something that transcends past the U.S. and kind of goes global. 
Yeah. So I would love to hear what are your plans for the podcast? What are your plans for TikTok? I'd love to hear. Sure. Yeah. For TikTok, I just like being in the TikTok world. So I love talking to creators like yourself, other creators who have been successful, even smaller creators, I think, who are doing a great job and engaging with these really interesting communities. It's just a way for me to be in the TikTok fold. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, on the podcast, we also talk about trends. And just because I'm such a consumer, uh, I love seeing trends and kind of hearing what trends pop up on other people's For You page and maybe not my For You page. So that's the goal with the podcast is to continue to kind of talk about the trends, interview really interesting creators and just be in the TikTok world and talk about TikTok as it is my favorite thing to do is scroll through that damn app. Yeah, I I love it too. Well, I want to know what is your current favorite trend? So I still get, and this is an old trend, but it's still popping up on my For You page is that Nicki Minaj song, One Thing About Me, when people oh, tell that really yeah. long story and they try I to rap did. and I'm not going to do it. I never <laughs> so, did. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I think it's really hard. You need to like be really on the beat and some are funny because they're not, but you know, some people tell a one minute story that'll take you through these ups and downs. It's like, my mother, you know, killed this person and then, you know, had a sister that I don't know. And like all within this Nicki Minaj song. So I get a ton of those. I'm actually, I'm getting tired of it. I need to like scroll away quickly because if I hear that song one more time, I will not be happy, but that's definitely a big trend that I keep getting. I'm curious on your For You page, because I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago. Do you get any dancing trend videos? Because I have not lately. And I'm like, is this just dying down on TikTok? Or is this just not on my For You page? Because I used to really enjoy doing dancing trends. Yeah, I love that question. Because I think I go through cycles. Uh, There's sometimes I get no dancing trends at all. But I find that if I love a song, and I watch it like one video to the end, I'll get that song over and over. So I'm like a huge Beyonce fan. Mm -hmm. So the Cuff It dance all over my for you page. I still get it too. It's like, again, an older trend, but people are still doing it. So that's one. But I think when that one dies down, like I, I don't see any other dancing trends. It's really just cuff it and Beyonce. I wonder if dancing trends are just kind of like dying on TikTok. I wonder, Mm -hmm. I don't think they are. I think as long as we have like Megan Trainor song was huge, a huge dance one. I think it's just like the ebbs and flows of the algorithm and the, and the free page. Yeah. That's true. I used to always want what I thought would be a really good idea is having dance classes, like people to host dance classes just to learn like actual TikTok trends or like certain dance moves that you saw on TikTok. I'm like, man, that would make a killing maybe just for me, but oh, I yeah. would love to have one of those. <laughs> It's it's funny you say that because I was actually in Central Park. This was probably a year ago. And I saw a dance instructor teaching oh. teenagers. And for me, they definitely look like TikTok dances. Yeah. So I think that actually does exist. People do want to learn these TikTok dances. And there are instructors out there who will teach you. Oh, that's so smart. Oh, yeah. good idea. Well, Dina, this has <laughs> been so much fun. Please tell everybody where they can find you if they want to follow you, be your biggest fan all the things. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This is super fun. Uh, the podcast is too old for TikTok. You can find it anywhere, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you listen to podcasts, follow us on Instagram and TikTok too old for TikTok pod. Um, and we have a blog and website tool for TikTok.com. I love it. Thank you so much. 
Thank you. Here at Legalpreneur, we're committed to providing a supportive legal community for all business owners. I know how scary the legal stuff can be. If you found this information helpful, I would be so grateful if you could share it with a fellow business owner. And quite frankly, it doesn't cost anything to rate, review, or subscribe to the show. Your support helps me reach more listeners, which allows me to support more business owners in their entrepreneurial journey. Have any questions or comments about the show? feel free to drop me a line on Instagram. I promise I read all of the messages and comments. And if you want to be a guest on the show or know someone that would make a great guest, simply fill out our application form and a team member will reach out if we think it's a good fit. I'll see you in the next episode.